It came to me in 1997, if I remember right, 1999, May of 99. I preached it, uh, and I preached it again at, at uh, May of 03. And again, the Holy Spirit came by, and, I, and it's been 13 years now since I preached this message on the motherhood of the Word of God. There's so much meat in this message. I hope you young believers don't choke on it but we're going to give out what we can, take what you can, leave what you don't understand, and go home with something for God. I believe if you come to a service and say, I want something from God, he'll give it to you. I believe it'll happen if Chris Barrows preaches. I believe it'll happen if Brother Moon preaches. I believe it'll happen if Brother Ludwig preaches. I believe it'll happen if Pastor Crabb preaches. I believe it'll happen if Dr. Crabb preaches. I believe it'll happen if Tom Crichton preaches. And my whoever happens to be up here preaching, if he's an, a, a called of God, an anointed of God, and you come and say, I want something from God, it makes sense to me that God of everything that is wants you to know it. He'll give it to you. Was that too fast? Take your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Not a new verse for anybody. Being born again being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. Father, help us today to honor the word of God as we should. Forgive us where we have not been honoring it as we should. Forgive us where we've not been given it the place it deserves in our lives. And we've put other things, much cheaper things, much more temporal things in its place Help us today to place it where it needs to be, at the, at the very pedestal of our lives as Christians. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you know that you, if, if you're a born-again believer in here this morning, and you know, you know if you died, you'd go to heaven. In other words, you have assurance from the Word of God, not something your mom taught you, not something your preacher taught you, not necessarily something, but you've looked in the Bible and you've read it, and you know and the assurances of the Word of God that you've repented and trusted Christ as your Savior, 
You believe he died, he was buried, he rose again the third day with all your heart. You have no doubt about it. You believe the Bible is the word of God. You believe the testimony of the Bible is true. You're born again. You've asked Jesus to save you. He's come to you, fellowships with you. The Spirit of God fellowships with you. You know what I'm talking about right now. If you don't know what I'm talking about right now, maybe it's possible that you have not been born from above. There's only one birth. I mean, how many, time, how many times you in this room have been born? You've been born one time. If you're here, you've been born one time. And you can only be born one time in the kingdom of heaven. But if you're born from, birth's pretty radical, wouldn't you say? You young dads, you, they, they drag you by the hair in there and make you watch that whole thing. I was talking to an old dad, uh, an old dad, he, I won't identify him by name, but an old dad in here that he was out, he was out fishing or something when his one kid was born. And, and my dad, my dad was hunting when I was born and uh, birth was a woman's thing, and men were not welcome. And uh, the men went out and did stuff, you know, that we do, bite our fingernails while we're hunting. And my dad came home and said, what I have, boy or girl? Oh, it was a boy. What would you name him? William J. Lytell. Oh, I like that. That was his dad's name. So anyway, now I came into the world. Uh, today, the, the boy's got to go every appointment. He's got to go. He's got to be a nursemaid to his woman, hold her hand the whole way through, give her all kinds of sympathy, wham, wham, wham. Surprise any kid are born. Now you know, man, there's not a man in here wants to do that. You're being forced to do it through peer pressure and and all of the other pressures a woman can bring in your life, which are many. But when you're birth, it's radical. It's a radical event. It makes sense to me. Birth. It's a boom. Life. It's huge. It's forever. Do you know the only two eternal things in this room is the Word of God and you? You say, well, I, I'm not a Christian. I don't believe. But it don't make any difference. God himself made you, and he's given you an everlasting soul, a never-dying soul, and you're going to live somewhere forever. And that's what we're talking about here, amen? We're talking about being born again from above so God can allow you to come in and spend eternity with him. The word of God is our mother. Being born again, that's the, that's the setting of it, being born, the birth. Who gives birth? Mother gives birth. The word of God is our mother. In, Re in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, Then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So we're saved because somebody repeated the word of God to us, or we read it on a gospel track, or we heard it on a, a sermon on TV or, or a tape or on the internet or somewhere. You had to hear the gospel or you could not be saved. You had to hear it. Faith comes by hearing. So how important is it for you and I to keep telling people the old, old story? How important is it that we keep rehearsing that and telling that and telling that? Because the Bible says the gospel itself is the power of God unto salvation. Romans 1.16. You can do it through recorded means. You can do it through the internet. You can do whatever. And people can be saved. The beauty of the internet is you can type in there Jesus Christ or you can type in salvation. And you can get in the internet anywhere in the world that you can get to the internet a clear plan of salvation. I think God's using that big time, big time, to go to places that were not there. 
we haven't had any representative go there as a missionary, but yet they can get on the internet, type in. Yes, I know 42% of the internet is dedicated to pornography and wickedness. Yes, I do. But I can tell you that God still will use that means to get his word out. Glory to God. What kind of mother is the word of God? First of all, she's a mother of all. Hebrews 11.3 says, Through faith we understand that the world, worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Secondly, I find that she, is, as a mother, is an experienced mother. The Bible says in Psalm 18.30, the word of the Lord is tried. An 18-year-old young man, when I got right with God and I made this book my book and I made this the number one read in my life, I realized what I was doing. I was wanting the mind of this book to become my mind. I wanted it, this book and its power to change me, to change me like it read and, and it revealed. And it, from that point to this point, this has been my book of reading, my book of choice. Uh, I, I'm, if you may say this, I'm banking my life on its legitimacy and accuracy. It's the mother. It's my mother. Thirdly, she is a source of life. 1 John 1, 1 says, our, hand is, our hands have handled the word of life. Jesus was the living word. This is the written word. We have, and another thing, as a mother, you get a birth certificate. When you're born, you get a birth certificate. There aren't too many people without birth certificates. When I was a young man, I would meet some, a guy once in a while that didn't know when he was born and didn't know where he was born. How many have met people like that? About all six of us. I can see it's real impactive. How many men? Have, how many men? How many here have met people that did not not know how to read? Raise your hand. Yeah, yeah, they're there. I've met some people. I said, "How old are you?" I says, "I." He said, "I think I am." Where were you born? I don't know because they never got a birth certificate, and you know, born in a home and and everything else. I'm like, "Wow, I wish I had that problem." How old are you, Bill? Forty-five. But I can't really remember. It's somewhere close to that. I wouldn't do that, you know. You got a 46-year-old son, it makes it a little tough. We have a birth certificate. What is it called? The Lamb's Book of Life. Did you know as a born-again believer, because we're birthed by the Word of God, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God. The Word of God, through hearing the message of Jesus Christ coming and dying on that old rugged cross and paying for our sin and being resurrected as a seal, that the Father had accepted that sacrifice and that that was the only sacrifice and the only Savior that was ever going to come of all of the false information, or if we call it today, of all of the fake news. There's a lot of fake news out there. Jesus was the true news. He was the truth. He said, I'm the way, the truth. And so the truth came. It was sealed by the Father. And he said, believe on my son. Hear my son. Hear my son. Believe him. The Bible then began to go out, be, be written by the Holy Spirit through men of God. He could have written it through anybody he wanted to. He wrote it through men of God, and he, he sealed that word, and that word got propagated all over the world, and it's still getting propagated all over the world. You can look back in our foyer there. There's over about 100 missionaries there that we're behind in prayer, and we're behind in financial support. They're all spread all over the various parts of the world, giving the same message I'm giving this morning. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever 
whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I'm, I'm excited I got to say it again. I got to say it again. I'm so happy. We have a birth certificate. Revelation 21, 27 says, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. In Luke chapter 10, verse 20, his disciples, he sent them out with power, and they came back all excited that they could cast out demons and everything. In Luke chapter 10, verse 20, it says, Notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. I don't know anybody that wouldn't be happy to cast an old demon out. I would. I, there's been a few cases in our school I would have loved to have that power. Were they your children? I ain't going to say. But I'd have loved to have been able to care. I believe we've had some kids with some demons, man, in this school. I mean it. I had a four-year-old spit in my face. I know you feel bad about it. But, I mean, I've had some kids do stuff that's just, it's just unbelievable. Jesus said, don't be, don't be excited if I give you the power to even cast out spirits or power over the darkness. He said, be Really rejoice. Kick your heels together. Enjoyce at your name. You have a birth certificate in heaven. Amen? You have a birth certificate in heaven. Wow, I love that. Have you been birthed by the word of God this morning? Have you been given a new name and a new birth certificate? We have a new birth. We have a new name. We have a new certificate. And we have a mother, and, and as any good mother, she feeds us. How many said amen to that? I praise the Lord for my mother and her cooking. She hooked me on some of the strangest meals I've ever had in my life. But you know, because my mother cooked it for me, and it was at a certain time in my life, and I had a lot of love in there, my wife's never been able to duplicate it. Isn't that right? Um, you can't do, when, when, when your husband comes up to you, you marry girls, and says, you know, it's just not like my mom. Well, that, don't get mad at him. It'll never be like your mama's because he's got this fictional memory of what it was like. My mom and dad used to put two pieces of bread in, in a plate, put butter on them, and shove, uh, cover them with lima beans. I, I, I get a taste for that every once in a while. You know what I'm talking about, these weird things your parents do to you. And I get a weird taste for that, and I go get two pieces of bread, butter, and put smother them in lima beans and just sit there and eat them. My wife's going, yeah, that's a good meal, man. That's good. Ah, you skeptics. But a mother feeds you. First line of duty for a mother is to feed her child. Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 2, that as newborn babes desire the pure, the sincere milk of the word, that ye may what? Grow thereby. Man, the analogy is true from beginning to ending. We're born of the Spirit of God through the Word of God. And then the analogy goes on to say we're to grow in grace, just like children. And a mother, he, she cares about you eat. That's what's so bad. Imagine a baby that was born, and a mama wants to nurse the baby, and the baby won't accept it. Baby won't eat. Baby won't eat. Try to get, try to get some pablum or pablum. Well, that goes back. Try to get this new modern, newfangled powder stuff, or try to mix it up, and, try to, and they won't drink it. I had baby goat one time that when I came home, the mother had given birth and died, 
and the baby goat was on top of the mother trying to get some milk or something. So I finally had to go catch the baby goat. I had to figure out how in the world you mix up some concoction they'll eat. And I went and bought the powder and put it together, and, and, and I, I, he wouldn't eat, wouldn't eat. And I grabbed that goat and opened his throat. Drink or die, that was the word. I may not have been the kindest mother, but the goat lived. Mother's responsibility is to feed you. God wants to feed you this morning. You come to church here, you say, feed me, right? Feed me. God, feed me. But this ain't enough. You don't, I know from looking at you, you do not eat more than, you eat more than once a week. You, you, you do. You want to eat three, you're crazy. You want to eat three times a day, some four times a day. And God wants you to do the same thing with this. The analogy is clear. You grow by the sincere milk of the word. But now you don't keep a child, and a mother don't want to keep a child on pablum or keep a child on, 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 on uh, or breast milk. They eventually graduate up above that to oatmeal and to you know, soft stuff. And, but you, you change, don't you? You change. The Bible talks about us being babies. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, kind of Paul in a little bit of a spirit of rebuke to them, he says, I, brethren, could not speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as, as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, but for hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. So just in the same parallel of the illustration, a mother's to feed her children. She starts out with milk and the Bible. You know, you people that read the Bible, first year you get saved, man, you're not going to understand a whole lot of this thing, but you read it in faith and you take what you can and digest what you can. The rest you let go by and year by year by year, it gets sweeter, it gets richer, it gets deeper and you pretty soon you're eating ribeye. Yeah, ribeye. A good mother will do all this so as you can grow spiritually. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As a spiritual mother, the Word, uh, the word of God does what's normal for mothers to do. She warns us of danger. A good mother not only feeds you, Make sure you're okay physically. And it's the Word of God. If you get in it and read it, the mother of the Word of God will feed you and strengthen you and give you good uh, value systems. It'll change your, your decision-making to a spiritual decision-making. It'll help you in every direction you can imagine. But she also warns us. I thank God I had a good mother, a very practical mother, who was uh, somewhat of a tomboy, but she, she, would, uh, she knew life. And she knew the hard things in life and, and gave me some great advice and warned me of many different dangers. The other night at my house, uh, Tyler, who stays out uh, in a prophet's chamber at my house, killed a cottonmouth, uh, moccasin cottonmouth. And it was, you know, they're fat and usually short, and it got a bad attitude. He said he went out there, heard a, heard a hiss, looked at it, and it came at him. It's one of the few snakes that'll actually come at you. And if you don't move, he will bite you. He gets mad. Cottonmouth's got a bad attitude. And, and he killed the cottonmouth. And, and thank God he waited until I got home so I could see it. I, I love to see it. And then I hang it on the fence. 
for the hawk and, and for the owl to come by and eat it, you know, so nothing goes to waste out to the Lytell Ranch. But what did I say all that for? If you come and visit me, I would not wander at night. I would not wander through my lawn or my grass or out off the pavement. Why? Because we have moccasins crawling through the grass, possibly. I've killed over 35 pygmy rattlesnakes since I lived there. They're wandering through the grass. And, you know, it's just not wise to wander through the grass at night in Florida, especially you girls with no shoes. I mean, yeah, you got the little piece of leather on there, but they got no shoes. And, man, you're just crazy. I tell my wife, slap all the cloth you can on you, girl. This is mosquito country. I've done it. People come to the campfire sometime in my house, and they got skin showing. I say, oh, you can't have no skin showing in my house. They will come and get you, and they'll carry you off, Zika and all. Why, if a Zika mosquito bites me, it dies. Our mother warns us in Proverbs 4.14, enter not into the path of the wicked. And this is, a, this is the short summation here. Proverbs 4.15, we're to avoid evil, pass not by it or turn away from it. Our mother tells us that. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, our mother says, flee fornication. Every sin that uh, a man doeth outside the body, but he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body. That's our mother. 2 Timothy 2.22, our mother says, flee also youthful lusts, but follow after faith and for charity, and with them that call upon the Lord out of a pure heart. Just like a normal mama, she tells you to stay away from these things or you're going to get hurt. Now, how do you know that if you don't listen to your mama? you got to listen to your mama, amen. So this word of God is a mother in the fact that she birthed you. She's a mother in fact she named you. She's a mother in fact that she gave you a birth certificate. She's a mother, in fact, that she wants to grow you and feed you like any mother would. And this, the mother, uh, the Word of God also wants to warn you of some bad things out here. You people that are from the north and you come to Florida, this is snake country. We have killed two coral snakes on this property. Coral snakes, the most deadly snake there is in Florida. We killed two full-grown ones on this property. So at night here, I recommend that the girls don't walk around with barely any shoes and a lot of skin showing so that they don't get bit by that kind of stuff. Now, I'm your friend to tell you that, am I, or am I your enemy? You know, there's people that view the Word of God as their enemy because she tells them things they don't want to hear. My mother used to tell me about my friends. I said, well, my friends are doing it. She had a beautiful answer for that. Well, if your friends ran off of a cliff, would you follow them? I looked at her and go, probably. She said, you are dumb. You take after your daddy. She wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do that. But a good mother not only warns you of danger, but when you do wrong, what's a good mother do? Spanks you. She disciplines you. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction. You look those words up. Those have to do with discipline. Those have to do with some correction, some physical punishment. God brings some things into our life that are very, very uncomfortable to shake us. 
to put our focus back where it should be towards heaven. I think this last election, Christians in America finally woke up and said, if we don't do something, we're going to end up not having anything. God heard and answered prayer. How do I know there is no power but of God? But she'll spank you. She'll, she'll, she'll give you some tutelage. As a good mother, she educates you. She, she sh teaches you how to read, teaches you right and wrong. Teach As a good mother, she's stable. The Word of God, oh, we live in a, do we not live in a world that's just topsy-turvy? They're just so unstable. Remember 1962? that ring a bell for any of you folks? Remember Nikita Khrushchev pounding the Pope of the United Nations? I think he took his shoe off. I can't take mine off. Took his shoe off and beat it and said, we will bury you. I believed him. I think they had 30,000 nuclear weapons in Russia at that time. Some unbelievable number. We had the same thing. Enough to destroy the world many, many times over again. Given into the hands of wicked men. But you know what's stable in this unstable world? And when things start swirling around and going crazy and this being this world, and who knows what's going to happen, I, you need to pray for tomorrow. You need to pray tomorrow. Things go smoothly tomorrow. What is tomorrow? It's electorate. It's going to cast their votes. They better cast them the way the people voted. One guy said it didn't go well for South Carolina in, in 1861 to secede. It won't go well if California secedes. We may be up for some social revolution, social things going on. But whatever happens, I'm not worried. I go to bed and sleep like a baby because I trust my mother. She pats me on the head and she says, everything's all right in my father's house. In your father's house, in your father's house, everything's all right in your father's house where there's joy, joy, joy. I know, hey, I don't want this, I don't want the world to go crazy. I don't want to ever have to go to war. But you know what? Whatever happens to this whole world, the Bible says in the midst of it, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have some tribulation. You're going to have some persecution. You're going to get sick like the rest of them, and you're eventually even going to die. But in it all, lift up your head, your redemption draweth nigh. She knows, man, she educates us, she's stable. The word of the, the Bible says, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Psalm 119, 89. She knows you like nobody knows you. The word of God, the mother. Now my mother knew me. I mean, I could never deny it. She she always used to say, I powdered your little bare butt. I don't know why she said that, but that's the way she always was. I powdered your little bare butt. You don't talk to me that way. Am I hitting a note on any of this? You don't talk to me that way. You may talk to other women this way, but you don't talk to me this way. I brought you into the world. And you know there's nobody like your mama. There's nobody like that. Whoever did that, she knows you like nobody else. The Bible says the word of God is quick. The word quick can mean alive, active, and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of, of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. And as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word of God knows you. 
like nothing else. Most of you, and many of you in here read the Bible. And as you read this, don't you, don't you feel uh, the finger of the Holy Spirit come around and, and, and say, you know, and he knows your inside thoughts. The very, the very thought, and, 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 and don't, you, don't you sense the communication that the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and you have together? And how that God comes by and whispers to you, truths, just like a sweet mother that loves you, he, the Word of God will come whisper in your ear. The Word of God knows you like nothing else, and no one else, and yet loves you. Loves you. It's amazing that she still loves us after knowing us as well. If the Word of God is your spiritual mother, just like your earthly mother, you're going to do some things. If here this morning the Word of God is your mother, there's going to be some behavior things, some changes that you will have. First of all, you'll stick up for your mother. Well, you can say a lot of things about me, and I don't care. But you start talking bad about my mother. I'm like this Italian guy down here. You don't talk bad about my mother. You talk bad about my, me. I talk bad about, but don't talk. Most people are pretty sensitive. When I went to school, how many in this room? When we went to school, and a kid would say something. He wanted to get in a fight with you. He'd always say something bad about your mother. And you just knew it was fight time. He'd just go over and start slugging it out. Because you were not going to talk bad about my mother. Makes sense, right? You love your mother, man. She's pure. She's helping. The word of God. I'm not going to let you stand. I'm not going to let you stand around and tell me this isn't the word of God without have without a fight. The Bible says, earnestly contend for the faith once delivered to the saints. We're not supposed to be passive when it comes to defending our mother. Brother, you start telling me some of these words belong and some of them don't belong. And you've done you've done drip, you've done put a line in the sand and dared me to cross over it, and I will. You start attacking the Bible, you're attacking my mama. You're, attacking the, you're talking the word of God that birthed me, who God said he would preserve anyways, and, and has. Wow. As if, if, if the word of God's your mother, certain things are going to be probably pretty common is that you'll defend her. You'll go to bat for her. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of faith. What do you think that means? You will not be offendable when, when your mother speaks hard things to you. This is a good one. You'll not be offended when the Bible says don't do something. You will not go around bitter at God because he's trying to save you. It's amazing to me how people get bitter at God. The only one that really loves them in the purity that he is, and yet they're mad at the one, the very source of life they've cut off because they're mad at him. They've assumed somehow they know more than he knows. They have a bigger perspective than God has, and it, what happened could not be right. Consequently, God has not done right by them and has hurt them, and they're bitter. You taught on it this morning. The process is beautiful. Happens all the time. I've met lots of people. I bet you meet a lot of them in jail that are mad at God. Your God's my only friend. He's, he's my friend. Word of God, my mother. 
man, not easily offended. The Bible says in Psalm 119, 165, Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. I remember Pastor McKinney years ago got up in the front. He was an Irishman. Used to be a bartender, got saved, was a Marine, got saved. It shows you Marines can be saved. And uh, Pastor McKinney was a little emotional once in a while. You know, being an Irishman, being, he says, one day he got up, for some reason he got up in front of me, probably 100 people there over in the other place. He said, I'm unoffendable. Man, when he said that, we all just broke out in a, in a gasp because all of us had offended him three or four times. And so after the service, I got a kick out of it. I said, preacher, unoffendable? Well, he said, of course I'm unoffendable. I said, right there, you go. We laughed and laughed and laughed. Unoffendable. But it says, if great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. If you put, if you, if you love your mother, if you love the word of God that birthed you into his kingdom and gave you a new name and a new place to live in it. By the way, I'm not going through all of what's there. A new country, a new city, you know, a new body, uh, man, a new job, a new, 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 there's so many things God has for them that love him that it's past what we can imagine because you just can't imagine what's on the other side there for you that God says is going to last for all eternity. Not be offended. And if you believe the word of God is your mother, you'll serve her as you were served. My mother got dementia and began to go downhill, and it was a hard road down. It's just a hard road down. This is the one that was in authority, the one that always was uh, there for you, the one that was smarter than you, you know, the one that was knew more than you, and all of a sudden they don't. And now they start saying crazy stuff. They start doing crazy stuff. In fact, they start doing juvenile stuff, kid stuff. My mom sideswiped a guy with a car and, and parked in the Arby's. Sideswiped him, parked, got out. I said, Mom, you just sideswiped that guy from front to back. She said, I didn't hit him. That's something I would have done at 16. But not my mother. My mother was the epitome of always telling the truth. And she said, I did not hit him. I said, Mom, I stood here and watched you do it. And even at that, she said, you didn't. I mean, man, you know, just crazy stuff. And we got to, by the grace of God, help her, serve her, do everything for her, and help her till she died. Got to go to heaven. That was the least I could do for my mother. Just the least. And I think of the word of God who's birthed me and given me the promises mentioned there in Hebrews and so many other places of scripture. And I think of what God's done for me and whatever he asked me to do, I'm willing to do it. Whatever she, as my mother, asked me to do. I'm not talking about God being she, but I'm talking about the word of God. As a mother, if, if the word of God would ask me to do something, I want to do it. Man, if she said, go, if he said go in the world and preach the gospel, every I'm going to do it. I want you to go to the poor area of town. I'm going to do it. I want you to get in the bus ministry. We're going to do it. I want you to go door to door and tell folks to be responsible and make sure that they don't die without hearing at least once. I'm going to do it. I want you to send missionaries out and help them support. Take a tenth of your income or more and give it to me. I'm going to do it. 
Why? Because I owe her everything. You owe your mother everything. You owe your, you owe, you owe your parents if you got to have two of them. The Bible says be doers of the word of God. Be ministers of the word of God. Blessed are they that not hear the word of God. Look behind me. But they keep it. They keep it. You honor your mother with respect and obedience as the word of God, as she speaks to us, as she talks to us, as she kisses. One of the fondest memories I have as a young child is, is my, I'd be sick or something, and my mom, she'd come and kiss me on the cheek or something, she'd rub Vicks Vapor Rub on my neck. How many got the Vicks treatment? Oh, brother, we lived in Indiana where it was real, we had coal for heat. And when we had coal, it takes humidity out of the air. And the air would get so dry in our home that you would, your nose would bleed in the morning and, and throat would, would bleed almost being so dry. And uh, it was just unbelievable. But she'd come and she'd say, I can help you. <laughs> and it was, she'd take that Vicks Vapor Rub, which says not to be ingested internally, and took a big old hunk of that thing and said, open your mouth. And she'd stick that in your mouth and, you know, big old, she said, now let it melt. And as it melts, swallow it. So I did what she told me. And she'd rub it on your chest, rub it on everything, rub it on everything, and, and it would help the humidity. A big thing is it did is it, it gave you some humidity. And you felt better even because it was your mother, and she said you were going to be all right. I thank God for the Word of God. Wow. The Word of God's there for you wherever you turn. The Word of God loves you. God loves you. And he wants you to grow and wants you to prosper and wants you to beware of the evil things out there and, and avoid the bad things and, and make sure you go for the good things. Don't miss any of that. But if you're a Christian being born again from above, this is your book. This is her. This is the guide. This is the one that's going to help you through the troubles you're in and will be in. If you're not in trouble now, you will be. I think, I think the barrel is starting a new family and the whole adventure they have. You people have children. You know the adventure is in front of them. they got to go to this book plenty in that adventure. That adventure requires this book. And, and, and when that child gets sick, uh, 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 what's your name again? Uh, Heather. When a child gets sick and, and has a fever and you, know, and, you put your, and you just don't know what to do, you're going to go to the book. The book, pray. How many times has my mom prayed over me? I hope you're loyal to the book. I hope, it's, I hope that book is everywhere you go. And God will bless you through it. And you know what's going to be in heaven when we get there? The Bible. The Bible. Father, help us this morning as we contemplate a few minutes about the motherhood of God, motherhood of the Word of God. We thank you for your, oh, for your provisions for us when we were just babies unable to help ourselves, unable to feed ourselves, but you came and guided us, blessed us, fed us. Father, we pray there be some in this room that knows not what I, they do, they do not know and have no concept of what I was talking about. That's not been an experience they've had. The Word of God is not their mother, it is not their guide, it is something strange to them. May they today consider 
reading the Bible. May they consider reading the book of John, book of Romans. May they consider looking intelligently and honestly at it one more time. Maybe you've looked at it and said, I've already looked at it. Why don't you try it one more time? Maybe you're here this morning, the Holy Spirit's prepared you, and you're ready to trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. What a better place, what a better day. There is no place else better, no more caring environment than right now, right here. I encourage you to trust Christ. In a moment, we're going to play and stand a couple verses, a song. Why don't you make your way down here and let Brother Moon pray with you and talk to you or one of the other folks here in the front, in the back, in the privacy of a room, one-to-one, no embarrassment. I want to show you what we were showing. Father, we pray that you'd break through every barrier, break through the forces of the evil one, and may your son be glorified this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand. If you would like to know more about Jesus and the subject preached on, please contact us at gospel at mygbcs.com or call us at 239-947-1285. God bless.